Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. Glad that you are with us in there working hard on a little extra show prep for you right now. And Kim's eyeballing me when I came running through the door. You're not supposed to run when you're a broadcast professional. Yeah, but it's even that much more impressive that you do not seem out of breath at all. I'm holding my breath right now. Is it all that pickleball you played that got you it in is. shape? It is. Boy, I got people pissed off with that comment, didn't I? My daughter called me and said, what are you doing telling people you don't like pickleball? I didn't say anything about not liking pickleball. Does Ginger play pickleball? No. She's never seen a pickleball game that I'm aware of. I just, uh, the, the point that it's going to become a competitive high school sport surprises me a little bit. I, I don't know. I support it. I Who cares? I mean, there's some weird sports. I, I You know. It's fun. As long as it's getting people out there, I think competition is fun. If people aren't into tennis or for whatever reason they can't run around as fast as you need to when you're playing tennis, this gives them an opportunity to yeah, be on a team. That's, that's why I thought this became such a popular sport because it, you don't have to be able to run all over a tennis court. It's The courts are smaller. I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, there's a lot of skill involved. I, I just I've always thought of it as being something – Older adults played because they didn't have to have as much mobility as you would have to have playing uh, tennis. That's all. Uh, don't don't get mad. Uh, just, you know, I'm, if you want to play pickleball, I'm fine with it. I was just a comment on it becoming a high school or Olympic sport. I was a little surprised at Olympic sport. Maybe that that's next. Come on, you kidding me? You know, well, I thought I next. just heard something else that was funky was a, a uh, an Olympic sport that I'm blanking <sighs> on right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They'll let uh, anything become an Olympic sport. Anyway, uh, we're happy you're with us this hour. We, we've got lots to get to for you. Nick Schroer coming up, uh, a Missouri State Senator, and what's going on uh, down in uh, in Jeff City where they're trying to, you know, take away parking places and furniture just because you don't get to tell me what to do. I'll tell you what to do is the attitude from uh, Senate leadership down there. And if you don't fall in, in line, then you – you get in trouble, and that's what's happened to um, Bill Eigel and, and Andrew Koenig and other senators that didn't toe the line to Senate leadership. Now, you can say, well, you've, you have to have order and decorum, and you probably do need some order and decorum, but at some point, shouldn't somebody stand up and say, we, we're conservatives. These are our conservative agenda items. We have a supermajority Let's get it done. They do that in Illinois where they have a supermajority of Democrats. I mean, look at the crazy crap they've done over there. 
with this uh, Protecting Illinois Communities Act that won't allow all you good law-abiding Illinois citizens to go fire or purchase a semi-automatic sporting rifle? It's crazy. Uh, just crazy. Anyway, I went, I went to the range this weekend. Took my friend Brad Range and Leah. I saw Olmstead. that. We had a great time. So that was Leah's first time shooting. Did it I was. See that and she, she had never fired a gun before. She did great. Did she fire a big, scary rifle? It was a big, scary black rifle. Wow. I, I took my uh, my AR and we took we took a um, Remington a Mini. Was it Mini fourteen? Is that what it is? And um, yeah, we we had a we had a great time. And a few handguns, selected handguns, and and we we just went out there and practiced our Second Amendment rights. <clears throat> and I know Brad was a little jealous because he's walking around looking at. All of these scary black rifles hanging on the wall in Missouri that you can't buy in Illinois anymore. That's right. I'm telling you, until the Supreme Court comes through for us, that's coming. Don't you worry. Freedom is coming back to Illinois at some point. All right. uh, Coming up, we're going to get to Real or Fake. We got uh, Nick Schroer at the bottom of the hour. But first, let's get to our top stories, Carl, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. Most of us on this stage are accustomed to... Uh, looking at a whole bunch of different pieces of documents. We can do that. No, still won't let us have it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know what they're uh, doing yet. They, they're not they're not going to uh, let us look at those documents just yet. And why is that? Good question. Myself and all the voters that support uh, Donald Trump supports a return to normalcy as it relates to what affects their kitchen table. Yeah, Tim Scott says, you know what? I know what happened in New York and a big verdict, a big settlement supposed to happen with Trump and this lady. The voters aren't paying any attention to any of that nonsense. Folks, um, uh, I, uh, if I were smart, I'd say thank you and leave. Please, 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 please. Bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. That's called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. Yeah. How about that? Uh, of course, uh, Ted Cruz speaking out on the border bill. Uh, you, you've got um, Senator Lee speaking out on the border bill. Why haven't we seen the plan? Why do we just see bits and pieces of it? You know what happens? Why? What? This. This has got to be obvious to everybody besides me. It's got to be right. Like everybody's got to see this. We're not going to give you all the details. We have to pass the bill so that we'll know what's in the bill, as Nancy Pelosi famously said. You know that's what's happening here. They don't want you to know what's in the bill until they roll it out at the last second, because that must be how bad it is. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Yeah, and and they're all blaming Donald Trump now. Well, Donald Trump is trying to kill the bill in Congress. He's telling people not to vote for it. I don't think people need Donald Trump to tell them that. Uh, Donald Trump is happy to take credit for that, in fact, if that's what you'd like him to do. A lot of the senators are trying to say respectfully they're blaming it on me. I said, that's okay. Please blame it on me. Please. Because they were getting ready to pass a very bad bill. <laughs> Senator Mike Lee's like, listen, you're you're talking, you're you're subject, you're 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 leaking things that 
d- bits and pieces, just de- little details of it, but not letting us see the whole bill. Let us see the documents. Go to cut 11, please. So I find that kind of offensive, given that they're still sitting on the text. We ask, why can't we see it? And they say, well, it's in a lot of different places. It's not all in one document. That's fine. Uh, most of us on this stage are accustomed to uh, looking at a whole bunch of different pieces of documents. We can do that. No, still won't let us have it. <laughs> they won't let anybody see what's in it. If it's true that it normalizes 5,000 border crossings a day, why would anybody support that? Uh, Ted Cruz is spot on here. This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. That's called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. So the great Republican compromises were for two-thirds of Joe Biden's open borders. We'll let in 6 million instead of 9 million. This makes utterly no sense. Is that part of the deal? And Yeah. And then they ask, they ask Langford, is that true? Is that really what it is? Langford has no, no uh, answer on it, except, well, of course, I would never... I would never support allowing 5,000, and that's a limit. So it is in there. Now we know that. It is in there, right? Listen. Yeah, the challenge that Senator Cruz has and a bunch of other folks is they're still waiting to be able to read the bill on this, and this has been our great challenge of being able to fight through the final words to be able to get the bill text out so people can hear it. Right now there's Internet rumors is all that people are running on. It would be absolutely absurd for me to agree to 5,000 people a day. (laughs) Then show us the bill Senator Langford, apparently his own uh, <clears throat> Republican committee there in Oklahoma is uh, is giving him the outs on this as well. Nobody likes the idea of this. It would be an election year giveaway to Joe Biden. And I'm not quite sure why any Republican up there would vote on something like that. All right. Coming up, uh, Nick Schroer, bottom of the hour. We'll talk to him about the latest on the um, Caleb Rowden showdown in Jeff City between he and Bill Igel and Uh, Andrew Koenig and the other members of the Freedom Caucus who've lost their chairmanship over this, for lack of a better word, pissing match with Senate leadership. We're going to get to the bottom of it at 735. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are fighting the fake news. Real or fake? Fake. Phony. Fake. News quiz. So this is the second time that we've done this this year. For everyone that has not been following along week to week, and where have you been, people? The last time we did this, Kim St. Ange won with five. Mark Cox came in second with four. And Ethan dead last with three. Yes. So (laughs) Kim St. Ange is our current leader for 2024. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, <laughs> Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. you for yeah. that. And mm-hmm. today's first real or fake starts because Mark Cox shaved his face. If you're watching on <sighs> Twitter okay. All right. or Looks good, Facebook. Mark. My baby Looks face. Good. Thank you. Thank you. We're gonna show Got rid Mark. of that 
Hair. My mom will be very happy. She hated it. (laughs) There we go. So we're going to start off with Mark Cox because of that. Okay. All right. Mark Cox, do worldwide, do more or less than 50% of people have full beards? Full beards, worldwide. Male and female? or just male. Oh, okay. He didn't say just male. He said people. Um, I would say less than 50%. Less than 50%. Kim so saying on. Is that the correct way to put that? So I would say. Less than 50. Less than 50. I'll Kim. say less than 50. I'm going to go more. It is less. It is 44%. Uh, wow. 44%. Okay. No one in world. China has beards, I feel like. Yeah, but I thought a lot of like I the like Muslim no one in, countries. Well, that's would make what I thought of, so but then like, no one in like the Asian country. Anyway, well, there are people in Asian there, countries. There that are, have but beard. not that many, right? I would ha- not hazard a guess on that <laughs> because I don't want to be seen as being insensitive. <laughs> Is that insensitive? Okay. I don't. Know. I don't think that's. <laughs> Sorry to all the people happened. who it's live in Asian countries who I said most people don't have beards. <laughs> now somebody's going to send you sorry, a picture. Not of- sorry, not mm-hmm. sorry. An Asian person with a beard. Go ahead, Exactly. <laughs> Kim St. Ange mm-hmm. <laughs> at odyssey.com. <laughs> Thank you for that. So let's go to what has been happening with ice and snow in the last month since we last met. Kim St. Ange, according to the National Centers for Environmental Information, a government agency, which state gets more snow, New Hampshire or Vermont? Mm-hmm. Uh, New Hampshire. Ethan Bright. Oh, I don't know which way they sit. Um, I'm going to go New Hampshire. Mark Cox. Uh, I'll go Vermont. It is New Hampshire. Oh! By a half inch. Oh, my gosh. 59.9 for New Hampshire. 58.4. So they both get a lot yeah. of snow. They should, both get a lot of snow. Should have compared two states that They're, one got like half the amount. Okay, Mark Cox. So I was correct. New Hampshire in, and Arizona. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Fine. Mark Cox, which You skip state, Ethan? No, I am. No, because I'm because you're bitching about this. I'm gonna oh. go right oh, to okay, you. Okay, all right. Which, <laughs> which squeaky wheel state gets the grease? Gets more snow. Arizona or North Carolina? Um I, well, the, the obvious choice is North Carolina. Kim St. Ange. No, I'm going to go Arizona because of the mountains. Yeah. Ethan Bright. I think it's a trick, so I'm going to go Arizona. It is Arizona. Oh! Yeah, it's, it's, it had to be a trick. Yeah, because of the high, too high. Arizona high gets a whole bunch of uh, 5.1 inches a year. North Carolina gets three inches a year. I guess because it's on the coast? I don't, I don't know. Mm. I can't hazard a guess. Ethan Bright. Yes, sir. Which state in the Union gets the least amount of snow? Is it Hawaii or Louisiana? This is another trick question. Well, they're all trick questions. I'll go Hawaii, the obvious one, and be wrong. <laughs> Mark Cox. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Louisiana. Kim St. Ange. Louisiana. It is Louisiana. Louisiana See? gets the least amount of snow in the entire. 50 states. The most, of course, is Alaska. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Because Kim St. Ange, we're going to see which state gets more snow, Illinois or Missouri? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Illinois. Ethan Bright. I agree. Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. It Sorry. is Illinois All by right. a lot. Mm-hmm. Illinois gets 18.6. Missouri, 
gets 10.4. I think the Great Lakes have something to do with that. Probably, and like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Ethan Bright. Yes, sir. Minnesota or Colorado? Ooh, I'm going Colorado. Mark Cox. Which gets more snow? Which, get, which gets more snow, Minnesota or Colorado? Um, I don't, I'll, I'll go um, Colorado because of the mountains, I guess. Kim Sainuch. Yeah, I'll say Colorado. It is Minnesota. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Winning. Because Kim Sainuch still won. Thank you. Again. You're undefeated in 2024 <laughs> champion, Kim St. Ange, with three. Mark had two. Ethan had two as well. So we tied. Yes. It was a tie. Tied we're like Nikki bottom. Haley. Yeah, tied for last. Don't get too excited. Ethan and I are like <laughs> Nikki Haley. We're coming back. You don't get a participation we'll get trophy, time. Mark. <laughs> coming up, we'll talk to State Senator Nick Schroer about the mess that is the Senate in Jefferson City. We'll be back. The beginning of the 2024 legislative session in the Senate has been nothing short of an embarrassment. Despite the start of a new legislative session, infighting among Senate Republicans remains constant. Oh, listen to that. Channel 2 reporting last week on the little uh, dust-up, I guess you'd call it, between Senator Caleb Rowden and anybody who identifies as a member of the uh, Freedom Coalition uh, in Missouri. That would include... My friend, Senator Nick Schroer. Nick, how are you, buddy? Welcome back. I am good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So what's going on? Do you, you still have a couch to sit on just out of interest? <laughs> well, we'll find out. Uh, you know, we heard that there's a quote-unquote phase two coming uh, to this this dumpster fire that is the Missouri Senate if, uh, if we don't fall mm-hmm. in line. And the only thing that we've wanted to do is get conservative things pushed through. I mean, the same conservative things that have been promised to us over the last six years that never get across the finish line. The Freedom Caucus is taking a stand saying, no, we're going to prioritize the will of the people, the things we want before all this lobbyist sludge. You know, I, I've, I've listened to a lot of people comment on this, and they've been, you know, wishy-washy on it and we need decorum and we don't like what what you know these senators are doing by clogging up the system and i've got to be honest with you i think it gets down to ego nick i mean you got senate leadership that should have the same priorities that you do when it comes to conservative priorities uh, legislation including initiative petition reform but they don't and they don't like to get called out on it yeah, that's exactly what it seems like. There's zero communication. We go into this uh, this new session, and no communication as to when we're going to get a lot of a lot of these uh, priorities done. Look, last year when I got brand new into the Senate, initiative petition reform was one of the top priorities. Again, they dropped the ball. We didn't get it done, and we're trying to figure out. Okay, it's going to take a bit. You know, you've got Democrats that are threatening to filibuster this stuff as millions and millions of dollars are coming in to Planned Parenthood's coffers from out-of-state billionaires to legalize abortion up to the point of death in our Constitution. It is a priority for the people to, to change the, uh, the ability for these billionaires to come in and change our Constitution. If they want to try to do a statutory measure, that's totally different. But what has leadership done? They have kicked. They have screamed. They have literally called name-called on the, uh, the Senate floor, name-called. These are people that are much older than I am acting like petulant children, but yet they're calling us the swamp because we're actually trying to get the will of the people done. 
I think that's what frustrates me the most, um, Senator, this is Kim, is that Caleb Rowden is wasting time doing all this dumb, petty stuff like taking away their parking spots and then threatening to take away the furniture instead of actually getting things done. I mean, that's ultimately what we want. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, true leaders wouldn't divide the Republican Party like this. I mean, take Tony LaRusso, for example. I mean, he had some up years and some down years and every single time he won or he lost, it hung on his head. He said, look, I'm. I'm, I'm the cause here. And, you know, if he won, it was his team. He didn't divide them. And there were plenty of people that, you know, dust ups with Ozzie Smith, with Ron Gant. That's what true leaders do. They, they try to bring everybody together. And here we've got the name calling. We've got the division. We have leadership that even moved a very controversial bill, the FRA, the Federal Reimbursement Allowance, that tied up the Senate back in 2021, uh, so much so that they had to go into a special session to address it. They moved that bill in front of the education reform that they promised we were going to do last week. And you know why? I asked them, they said, and I've got the receipts if anybody needs to see them. They did that just to screw with the Freedom Caucus. So when you know that that everybody's walking on eggshells right now, instead of addressing the big conservative issues, they're screwing with us and then taking away parking spots. It's a, it's a damn shame, as Oliver Anthony would say. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, I look at places like Ohio, uh, other places where they have Republican supermajorities. They just overrode the veto of the governor in Ohio who didn't want to protect uh, you know, uh, girls from men in sports and transgender surgeries and all this stuff. We, we look at the state of Illinois where they have a supermajority of Democrats. They do whatever the hell they want. They push their priorities. Whether you agree with them or not, they, they pass them and they get it done. And we just have never done that in Missouri since we've had this supermajority. Well, and it's a lot of bait and switch, too, Mark. You know, you see what the, the defunding of Planned Parenthood back in 2020, the Supreme Court had indicated you're not able to to do that by way of the budget. I don't necessarily agree with them, but that's the rules that they said. And what has this leadership done? They continue allowing uh, the defunding of Planned Parenthood in a way that they know is going to tie up taxpayer dollars and get thrown out in the courts. We've got a bill that was heard last week to to effectively defund Planned Parenthood, as you've got Planned Parenthood on the Kansas City side saying we never tell parents when people bring their kids in and, you know, we're never going to notify them and we'll just send them over to Kansas. I mean, there is some egregious crap that's going on in our state right now. Tax dollars uh, being misused, taxes, everything continuing, whether it's the uh, income tax, the real estate tax, the personal property tax. These things are getting out of control, but it seems like a damn game. It seems like theater. And I'm glad the Freedom Caucus is taking a stand to say, no, not anymore. We're not doing things your way. We're going to change it and do it the people's way. I saw you were quoted in a Channel 4 article talking about some of these bills um, that would expand school choice. So I know one of them relates to charter schools in St. Charles and St. Louis counties. And the other one that really caught my attention would would be that it would offer vouchers for private schools and and homeschooling. Where do you see these going? I mean, do you actually think that these do stand a chance of passing here this year? Well, you know, I'm afraid it's all, uh, you know, just bait and switch again, where they're going to put a very good bill out there and drag their feet like they have uh, year after year after year. And that's what we're trying to change. We're trying to make it to where, look, we can actually get these things across the finish line like Arkansas has done, like Oklahoma has done, as Florida, you know, all these other conservative states that have less conservative representation, less Republican representation in their House and in their Senate. But, yeah, we've got a bill sitting on the calendar right now of my good friend Andrew Koenig's. Uh, that we could hear today. If they want to go back to gubernatorial appointments and continue you know, dragging this stuff out, we may never get to the education reform. But yeah, there's a very good education reform piece that would allow 
your tax dollars to follow your kids to whatever institution you and your family see as best for their upbringing. Well, nobody has has championed school reform, particularly when it comes to expanding vouchers and all of that stuff than than Andrew Koenig. But he's now been stripped of his chairmanship. Yeah, and that's one of the other hangups, too, is on this initiative petition reform. He has been one that has been championing initiative petition reform year after year. Uh, And now they're trying to take that away from him as well. And my question is why? When you've got leadership calling for the expulsion of Bill Eigel, trying to kick out Bill Eigel just a couple years ago, they didn't even kick out a Democrat member that called for the assassination of Donald Trump. Or in the House when you had somebody that lied to the Ethics Committee that was sleeping with interns. They couldn't even kick those people out. But now you have leadership stripping away parking spots, stripping away chairmanship, stripping away bills, and now calling for the expulsion of people. This is insanity. Yeah, I would agree. Speaking of initiative petition, I had to laugh when I saw this headline from Channel 4 saying Missouri Republicans push legislation to curb citizens' petition power. That has to be so frustrating when you're trying to do this and then you see a headline like that. It really is. And, you know, nobody can answer my question. None of these liberal trolls that go on social media saying that we're taking away their power to uh, push through an initiative petition. Look, the people ultimately are going to vote on this. If we kick something out that's going to change the initiative petition process, ultimately the people of the state of Missouri have the final say. So we're not taking away anybody's voice. We're we're educating the masses about, look, the, the uh, out-of-state billionaires that are changing our constitution when it, when it came to Medicaid expansion, when it came to clean Missouri, now when it comes to allowing for partial birth abortion in our state. And look, we're going to put it on the ballot. The people will have the final say. They'll be educated on what uh, the pros and the cons are. And now you have mass media out there standing in line with the Democrats to do Democrat betting. Yeah. Nick, which version of that do you support? Do you want to see it go up to 56, 57 percent? Uh, along with requiring signatures in eight congressional districts or some combination of those? You know, I'd like some combination of it. Um, You know, quite frankly, when you look at the other states that have just tried to increase the threshold, I don't think that's uh, that's been good enough. I think what we need to do is focus on some of these illegals that are voting in other states and make sure that's never happening in our state. Uh, Make sure that uh, if the initiative petition process goes forward, that all of these individuals that are signing their names, they won, are educated on what the entire thing does. I remember in Clayton, Missouri, they were only given a one pager when they should have been given the entirety of what was going to be changed in our constitution. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, a combination of that. But ultimately, let's have that debate. Let's bring it to the floor. And what, four or five weeks in session? We still haven't even done that. Yeah, it's it's a good point. Hey, uh, I have to ask, are you still considering a run for CD3 or are we waiting for Bob Onder to make a decision? What's going on with that? I think we're waiting for Bob, uh, hopefully here within the next couple of days, I'm praying. Uh, You know, the conversations between Bob and I and other conservative groups uh, has been really productive. So I'm hoping here in the next couple of days, Senator Onder, Dr. Onder will make a decision. And if if his prescription is to go to to Congress, I will not be running against him. He's a good friend of mine, an ally, a mentor. And I think he would do a damn good job in Congress if he decides to go that route. Senator Nick Schroer, thank you, my friend. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah. Thank you all. God yep. bless you all. Talk to you soon. Appreciate that. And uh, by the way, they are having a rally to support the Missouri Freedom Caucus tomorrow, 11 a.m. down in Jeff City up in the uh, rotunda there inside of the Capitol building on the second floor. If you want to show up, I've uh, got a link to that. Uh, the details up on my Facebook page, uh, the Mark Cox show there 
on Facebook. Go go check that out. Coming up next hour, Jesse Jane Duff. What's she thinking about what Nikki Schroer? Uh, what <laughs> Nick Schroer? <laughs> what? I hope he's still listening. Not right Nikki. Now. <laughs> I was thinking Nikki Haley, and the word Nick came out of my mouth, and I said sure. What Nikki Haley had to say yesterday about not getting out of this race until maybe March, if not more, and she doesn't think she has to win her home state or anything like that. So we'll get to all that at about 8.20. Stay tuned. Folks, um, uh, I, uh, if I were smart, I'd say thank you and leave. Yeah, what do you think about uh, Joe Biden there? He, he was uh, really on the edge there this weekend. Can, can we agree to that? I mean, a, not a lot of what he said was making sense. Go to uh, go to cut eight for us there real quick. That American consumers are facing real confidence in their economy we're building. Let me tell you who else is noticing that. Donald Trump. Did you see what he recently said about that wants to, the, he wants to see the economy crash this year? A sitting president. As they say in my face, bless me, Father. Who knew he and Trump agreed on the fact that Trump's still the sitting president? <laughs> Was this the same uh, time that he also wore his hard hat backwards? Oh, I saw that picture. Oh, my God. And and Snopes went on and fact-checked it and claimed that he didn't have it on backwards. Have these idiots never worn a hard hat? I thought that he initially said that and then went and then it went back and they was back, like, oh, actually. They Snopes backtracked like, yeah, actually. it after people ripped him a new one. But you don't have to be a brain surgeon to know that. The, the strap that goes around the back of your head is what's on Joe Biden's forehead in that picture. It yeah. is uh, it's pathetic that somebody in his staff didn't catch that. that. Well, here's the thing. They may have caught it, but didn't know how to tell him to <laughs> switch it up. Or maybe they were trying to tell him and he couldn't hear him. Well, here, here's what here's all I know. Um. Scott Jennings, who who is, is on Rudin's show sometimes as a commentator, pointed out finally the same thing that, that I pointed out last week regarding the UAW endorsement, right? And and the that is it was a it was a pretty weak endorsement because the guy came out and said, All of my members are voting for for Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean it was um it was a really backhanded kind of endorsement to say something like that. I thought the most noteworthy thing that happened was he got the endorsement. And then the president of AW went on TV and said, just to be clear, a majority of my members are going to vote for Donald Trump. And I think that's the problem for President Biden in this race right now. The institutional elites in many institutions, they do support Joe Biden. But the people right now are very, very nervous about his leadership and his ability to do the job. And for him to make that comment... Shortly after that, I mean, it took all the air out of the balloon. It sounds like it was an obligatory endorsement, kind of like, okay, I have to do this. I'm going to go through the motions here. But, yeah, all my members aren't really going to vote for the guy I just endorsed. Well, I just hope the RNC has saved that picture before it gets scrubbed from the Internet and that in every ad they run in the Rust Belt in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, uh, in any maybe Wisconsin, because they have Janesville and, and other auto plants up there in Wisconsin, they run that picture of the man who's the leader of the free world who tells you he's for the working man. 
but is so out of touch he doesn't know how to put a hard hat on his head. And they can also write to that, saying his policies are backwards. backwards. I mean, there's so many opportunities <laughs> just there. Like, just like his hat. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and then this came out yesterday that, um, it, you know, Kim, I know you, you, you don't remember this because it was long before uh, you joined us on this earth. Uh, but there used to be a president named uh, Jimmy Carter. And uh, Jimmy Carter was the worst president in my lifetime. And for a lot of people, even older than me, he was the worst president they'd ever seen. Just good intentioned. And, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That That's just the way it goes. But he just was a fumbling, bumbling uh, administrator. And that's why we had 15 and 16 percent interest rates. And I mean, it was ridiculous. The malaise of Jimmy Carter. Joe Biden has just surpassed him with the worst third-year approval ratings since Jimmy Carter. During Biden's third year, he had an average approval rating of 39.8%. Michelle Obama is warming up. Yes. I would say. Are you saying she's fat? <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. Oh, I didn't think that's what you were suggesting. I, I just, I don't know. I just thought I'd ask. Uh, anyway, coming up, we're going to get to Jesse Jane Duff. And Tom Ackerman in with the latest on, uh, let's see, basketball, football, oh yeah, and hockey. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 